Welcome to the Recession Proof Real Estate Investing Podcast. Join your host, Sam Newell, as he educates you on how to make profitable, low-risk real estate investments that will cash flow through any economy. Hear interviews with the top real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the country to find out what they've learned and implemented since the 2008 recession. With over 10 years in real estate investing, it has become Sam's goal to help others invest for double-digit returns, but to also stay safe and not get caught in the next downturn. Tune in and become recession-proof. Let's get going with our updates. So, Michael, Meadow Creek Financials, um, what we noticed by the 5th is we had a record amount of collections for that time. We are up to all already over 70000 in collections, which is which is pretty darn good. Um, I'm noticing that for some reason, Velo is able to collect rent faster and um, whatever they do to collect rent, they're doing it better and doing a better job than, than our last property manager. So that's comforting. I like that. Um, our goal is to increase the NOI quite a bit this next year. So uh, we're raising rents. We're, we're pushing hard on that, just like we are on every property. And it's going to be a lot easier with Velo. Um, now we're, we're getting unsolicited offers. So I was talking with Nick Fluellen, the broker that um, sold it to us yesterday. And basically, if we get a crazy enough offer, we'll sell this place um, and, and flip it into something in the 30 to 50 million range. You know, it's, it's um, always smart to, to take your, your wins early or take your gains and, um, you never know what the market's going to do. So if we can find a good enough deal and, and flip the proceeds in, into that, that's the smart move. Um, and it'd have to be a great offer. We, we do have a prepayment penalty on this property as we do on Desert Peaks as well. But um, I mean, the market's come up enough and we've done a good enough job on the exterior and the interior upgrades that I think we can maybe be able to pull it off it, for sure in the next 12 months, if not in the next three to three to six months. Um, get it sold and, and flip into something much bigger and, and uh, with better scale and, and more upside. We're actually looking at another Garland property from the same seller. Um, right now, we're looking at an El Paso property. Um, so, you know, our, our plan is working. Collections, however, um, and, and rents do need to increase a little bit more to hit the numbers we want to hit this year. So that's our main focus. While we'd love to to get an offer and, and all that, our, our main focus is just cash flow. So uh, that's that on Meadow Creek. Um, as far as El Paso goes, same thing, unsolicited offers on Desert Peaks. So we have sent our financials over to um, a couple buyers, and then we're sending it back to our broker as well, so that any buyers that he has or he's been working with, um, if they wanna make us a ridiculous offer that pays for that prepayment penalty, and gives us enough to give amazing returns to our investors, then we'll do it. Um, we're also looking at another El Paso property that would be similar to that one, 129 doors, lots of upside. Um, and so we hired Velo also to hire to uh, manage Desert Peaks. Uh, we did fire JL Gray. They were not um, turning units quickly. They were not uh, managing our finances like we wanted them to. Thank goodness we're still 95% occupied and, and doing well. However, um, it wasn't because of them. It was in spite of, of them, despite what they were doing. 
Um, so we're working hard on uh, getting that ready to go and, and that ma making that switch on the 17th to uh, Velo. And, and um, we've got a great on-site guy heading over there from Dallas. He's from El Paso and excited to get back there. So, and, and he has a, a ton of experience as a regional. So for Desert Peaks, we're getting a regional level employee to manage on site, which is rare. Um, we're excited about that. And um, let's see, Cleveland, Michael, any thoughts on Cleveland other than we're updating units, cash flow is great, rents are great. And um, I mean, that's, that's really the only update I have. Well, Fairmont, Fairmont One's doing great. I think we're at 98% occupancy. Um, what, we're, what we're seeing is a, a really nice um, dynamic that we, we kind of planned on, but we, you can never count on that, that necessarily. People are, if we're redoing a unit at Fairmont One that we bought a year ago, uh, some of them are saying we'd like to upgrade to a, to a you know, an even, even nicer, better unit right now. And we're saying, great, we have a property we just built, which we just bought, which of course is F4. And we're saying to them, yeah, you can have the same unit. It's gonna be $1,300 or 1350. And a lot of them are saying, fine, we'll take it. Yeah, They're not balking. So what we're finding is, is that like in all markets, thank you inflation, um, the rents are superseding our, our expectations. Absolutely. I think we we just got rid of our two um, biggest pain points um, by far, which is the two property managers that were not um, just just not quite there, not quite what we needed them to be. And despite their shortcomings, we've been doing great. So I'm excited to see how much better Meadow Creek continues to do, and Desert Peaks will do with a capable, competent and much more professional management team in there and really take advantage of the inflation. Jason and his team in Cleveland, they, they're great. They're, they're kicking butt and um, love what they're doing. We're looking at another large deal in Cleveland, 500 doors, as well as one that's 196. Um, so, you know, we were taking a break for acquisitions. However, we have uh, this partner um, who wants to place 100 million. So we're back in acquisition mode. But we are we are putting systems into place and making uh, key hires and um, adding key people at this point. So um, Bradenton, um, we just sent out sent out a distribution. Um, that's the uh, Tampa property, and um, that's for all of the cash flow up to this point. We're getting rid of a, a few more of the vacancies, and I was there and visited the property a couple of weeks ago. Um, Let's see, Vista Nueva, we will start the refi process probably in August. And our, our goal will be to refi 100% um, plus of our cash out and have an infinite return. It's renting for more than we had ever thought it would, way more than we projected. Um, Cincinnati's averaging 9% cash flow. Um, that was an amazing purchase. And um, that's it. So for property updates, that's it. One thing I did want to talk about, Michael, is we had a really good day on Monday with with um, with our new partners. And one thing I was fearful of is that they wouldn't want us to continue working with our good friends and partners and investors that we've been working with for the last couple of years. And um, they, you know, they have a really good vision. I really like who they are. Um, and they said, you know what, we can carve out 15 percent 
of every deal we do, we're, we're happy to add, you know, the Valerie's, the, the Michael's, the Paul's, um, anybody that's worked with us before, um, they said, you know, you can go ahead and, and have 15% of every deal we do, we can make room for them. So that's nice. And, and I think it's, it's neat because we're, we have much better buy, buying power at this point. And so we've been doing good deals so far, and they're only going to get better with that extra buying power. So I think it's really cool that we're able to negotiate. And that was one of my biggest concerns. I'm going in on Monday and they said, no, nope, no problem. We'll take care of you guys and, and your investors. We want them to, to come along with us and, and uh, share in the spoils. So um, they're excited to get going. We're excited to get going. We're looking in all of the normal markets. We're adding Phoenix, um, really all of Arizona, Flagstaff, Tucson um, to the mix of what we're looking for. Uh, as well as Houston, uh, Austin, and San Antonio, which we're not in those markets yet. Um, we do have boots on the ground in those markets. And then back to Kansas City, we've looked there before, and, and a few other markets. And, and of course, Florida is, is a fantastic market that we're continuing to look in. So we're looking hard for deals. I think we'll have a, another deal under contract in the next 30 days, um, ready to uh, raise money and close that deal in probably early April is when we'd have the next closing. So that's the goal at this point. And um, Michael, anything to add? Sam, could you break down what a typical deal would look like working with Encore, the size of the deal, the type of property it would be, and the execution, which would be a little bit different? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're looking for deals right now in the 75 million to 100 million range. I would, you know, um, our, our goal is to buy 300 to $350 million worth of multifamily this year. And I would rather do that with three or four or five deals than 15 deals. That's a lot less brain damage and traveling. And um, so that's the goal is like last year, I've mentioned this a few times, we passed on a deal in Irving that was 92 million and it had huge upside, was 15 years old, gorgeous property. I wanted it so bad and we missed out on it because we didn't have the capital. So those are the type of assets now I mean, it had an amazing, gorgeous clubhouse, two pools, um, underground parking in, in many cases for the tenants. It was townhouse style units, um, had like a three acre park in the middle of it with a duck pond. And I mean, it was gorgeous, gorgeous property. I'll have to look, I'll have to look for it. And, and um, I, I know I did a Facebook live there, but those are the type of properties we want. And so if you think about 15% of the raise, for um, that type of a deal, let me just do some quick. And are these here. these A, B, or C properties? That was a that was an A minus. I mean, it was 15 years old, so you could call it a, you know, A minus or a, or a B, but it was in an A location, and it just and needed a little bit of paint on the exterior. And, and um, add, add value or just just um. It was, it was add value. Just needed a little bit of paint, and. A little, maybe a backsplash inside stainless steel appliances, and that was it. Um, so, like for that deal, we'd have about four and a half million dollars worth of room for our past investors. So that's that's still a decent amount. That'll go quick, um, but people will still be able to get in deals with us. So I imagine we'll have um, you know three or four deals like that this year. Still have plenty of room for for our loyal and, and uh, past investors. So that'll be good. Um, 
But yeah, the, the that deal would have been very different than what we already own. It, it would have been a different renter class, uh, high end blue collar, low end white collar, making you know anywhere from fifty to eighty thousand a year, who just don't want to own a home or or um, you know it, it, it'd be a little bit of a different renter class, and that renter class does better during you know COVID during down economies. You know, um, and so it's just a, it's an upgrade all the way around for us on, on the ability to purchase and um, the type of deals that we'll be doing. So I, I'm very excited to see what kind of deals we find. The other question Paul had and some people have asked me is that if we do that, will we still be doing our own deals? And I can tell them the answer is an unequivocal yes. <laughs> yeah. So they have the right of first refusal. So we've signed a deal with them They're They have hundred million dollars ready for us with two weeks notice. Um, the deal is, is any deal we do, we run by them first. If they don't want to do it, we can still do it. If they do want to do it, then 15% can be done with our other investors, but they do have that right of first refusal. So if we, just so I'm clear, so if we were to sell any of our assets we own right now, uh, and were to buy another asset, you're saying they would have the first right of refusal before we flipped into something else? Uh, yeah, we, we'd need to partner with them. And, and in a case where we're 1031ing out and, and um, pulling our investor money out, I think they'd make an exception. Um, this isn't you know, a hardcore investment firm. These are um, really neat people that want us to grow and they want to grow with us. Um, and basically they said they want us to win. Um, which is very different than the other family offices and these other firms that we've worked with. So in that case, I think it'd be a very different scenario um, when we're flipping out of a property. Um, but typical just purchases that we're not flipping out, I think um, we'll just stick to that 15%. Any other questions, Valerie, Paul? Are you going to only be looking at the large properties basically for them now? And then we're kind of going to go along with that? Or are there any um, mid-size or smaller properties that are still going to be an option? Yeah, we're like, still looking. looking like New Mexico, things. not New Mexico. Sorry, Michael, to say that. But, you know, there there are those New Mexicos here and there. So yeah. what, do you, what do you think of that? Well, they just want to make money and we just want to make money. So um, we will look at anything that makes sense. Like, for instance... Um, the El Paso deal we're looking at is just, it's only 6 million, uh, only 129 doors. That's really small for us at this point. Um, but we're probably going to buy it. I think, I think it's got some really good upside. And, and so um, we'll still look at anything. It, it's about making a profit for us. So I don't think we'd go to a new market we, we, for 30 units, for 50 units or anything under a hundred units. We won't go to a new market, but if it's in Albuquerque or if it's in Houston or in Dallas, in El Paso, in Salt Lake, I mean, we'll look at anything where we already have scale and, and we can pull off another Albuquerque. That'd be great. Paul, any questions? Nothing? Okay. Well, um, you guys will be getting an invitation to, uh, if you want to, meet us in Cabo. We'll be hanging out there on the 24th let's see, 25th, 26th, 27th of, of February. And we'll be staying at a, at a resort. I think Hal is thinking about coming. I know Jens is coming. Um, 
and a few others have expressed interest. I'm going to send out that invitation. We'll be paying for a nice dinner and an evening cruise on Saturday night, possibly some deep sea fishing on Saturday morning. So we'd love to see you guys out there, but it's just a relaxing weekend where we can all talk about cash flow and goals and um, enjoy each other's company. So we'd love to have you there. Michael, I think that's all I have. Sounds good. Everybody have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys. Take care. See ya.